0: Hello there and welcome to year three of the Us Time Film Podcast where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz that there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Pinocchio 1940. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. How are you this week? Um, I'm okay <laughs> because <laughs> we'll talk about the
1: 1940 version of the film this was made where cinema was in its early stages but you know like we got Mm. Buster Keaton who was a lot earlier but with animation starting like this it's so clean it's amazing how they drew that in 1940
0: but we just revisited because of the new Pinocchio films yeah absolutely so Pinocchio briefly explain the plot for those who don't know
1: Pinocchio, Marionette, must earn the right to become a real boy by proving to be the truthful,
0: brave, and selfless. He is assisted by Jiminy Cricket, his assigned conscience. Awesome. So, this is the earliest film we've covered on the podcast, being 80 years old. And, like, oh man, it feels like it. They truly don't make animated films like this anymore. And I think that all of that is the tonal shift in this movie. Oh my God. It starts out so wholesome, cute, and sweet. And you feel like you'll be given a big hug. The music is lovely, and there's so many little details in this opening 20 minutes. And then, oh my God, it it's genuinely goes from so quaint to just so emotionally <laughs> damaging. What did you think?
1: I did not expect this. I watched this film at a really early stage in my life, and I was watching it, and you none know, of those dark things that just came to my mind it was like huh donkey but no look at this later it's the most darkest thing that disney ever put out i don't know how this got to the haze code okay i'll give you some context the
0: haze codes in the early time in hollywood it said like if this was suitable for an audience we very much like credit alfred hitchcock and psycho for kind of breaking down the haze code you know that would yeah. have so many restrictions on what could and couldn't be shown i guess yeah, you... because this is an animated film it might get away with some stuff but geez i mean i remember before like i'm the same as you i haven't watched this film since i was like five years old like really young and i remember like when i turned it on i was like ah when i watched this when i was young it, it was scary but there's no way it'll still be scary right <laughs> i wasn't prepared Oh man, there's just this this guttural feeling that I have of just like terror inside like this film. And I think a lot of kids films in this era and kids stories in general were really dark and did impart this like terrifying truth to you. At the end of the day, like this, this film is like imparting some really like harsh life lessons about like trusting strangers and and stuff like that the entire journey that pinocchio goes on is is a whole metaphor for being good and yeah my my god does it do it in such a raw way like oh oh boy
1: i don't know how i'm okay <laughs> like after watching this film when i was like i don't know six or five and I'm like, <laughs> what a wholesome film. And then later on, I'm just like, oh.
0: How did we turn out okay? I mean, yeah. it really is. I mean, it makes me think because obviously there are loads of Disney films from this era. And it, it does make me think, like, what will happen if I rewatch some of these kind of like classics? Like, are they going to be just like terrifying? I mean, we know that they've already dated loads in terms of like racist depictions and stuff like that. But is it just going to end up being super like emotionally scarring? Who knows? I definitely wonder next week when we cover the 2022 Pinocchio, how are they going to translate all this? I don't know. (sighs) That's going to be so weird. Because I don't know how they're going to do the cat and the
1: goldfish. Because the cat and the goldfish. Oh my god. They are the most cutest thing. Figaro and Cleo. That was like a memory that was hidden and it was just unlocked. I was
0: like, oh, the yes. cat the go-
1: Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued for this film. And then, <laughs> you know what happened. You know what
0: happened. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, I think that first 20 minutes is just the most quaint and wholesome thing. Like, I just felt so embraced and it felt so warm. The music is so beautiful and everything within Geppetto's shop is so lovingly crafted like you can tell that the animators and all like the designers are really like you know making this feel like it is this really sweet place and when Geppetto completes Pinocchio and he's kind of dancing him about the room there's like this kind of clockwork band that's like moving Uh, yeah and that was like a memory that I unlocked and I was like, oh man, it's those guys. And you know, Jiminy Cricket starts to like play along with his umbrella. And it's it was, it really was just so cute. And, you know, you got to remember, 1940, this is wartime. You know, World War Two has just started. Like, it's not a good time. And I genuinely thought at the beginning, I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be a nice escapism for the war. And then at the end, it's like, oh, no, this is this is just metaphors for the war right now. And
1: there was so much detail that was put into this film, like with the Clarks, with everything, what Geppetto worked on. And I really liked, like, how they worked on and, like, how puppets Moved Mm. and it would like work towards other animals or anything. So, like how Geppetto was moving Pinocchio towards Figaro and it was like mirroring each other. And it was like really interesting how a puppet was doing that because I think Geppetto was trying to show his vision. And I was like, I thought that was a great way
0: of showing Mm. that. It is really interesting how they make everything move. Like at the end, you've got this whole underwater sequence and oh. everything has like this kind of weight to it, you know, because they're all like yeah. wading through water and, and, you know, everything swims in such a, like a unique way. And when the characters run and when they walk and the way that rain interacts. And you've got to remember that this is all hand drawn, hand painted animation. Like this is so astounding, even watching it 80 years later. And so many animations now are just given like this 3D animation that is pretty kind of underwhelming but this i just feel like it has so much love and care and like craftsmanship put into it and you still do get animation like that but there is definitely something special about this
1: yeah especially that was made during second world war this is a really special film it's put with care and it's like pure escapism in the first 20 minutes you're just like wow
0: yeah this is a film that's only 90 minutes long And I feel like it's so well paced. There are about four main sections of the movie. You've got the beginning with Geppetto in his shop and then you've got Pinocchio as a stage performer. And then you've got Pinocchio in Pleasure Island and then you've got whale sequence. And I feel like for what is essentially 20 minute chunks of the movie, they're all so well kind of realized. However, I do have to say, barely any of the plot lines get resolved when Pinocchio begins to turn to a donkey, right, he sees his friend turn to a donkey before his eyes. And then, and we get to see such a terrifying scene of this guy taking the kids who have turned into donkeys and putting them in cages. Some of the donkeys can still speak English and are crying out for their mothers. And oh my God it's emotionally damaging (laughs) it it really it really is and when pinocchio begins to turn Jiminy's like we've got to get out of there quick and they get out of there and that's it
1: yeah what they leave them where did they go and that was the most messed up part they leave the rest of the children there at the park and i'm like what surely that's going to be resolved in the modern stuff right now Come on, that that was the most messed up. They they were literally crying out from the mothers and everything. And I thought that was the most saddest thing. Like I remember I saw a tweet where it says like if villains or heroes were about to meet their fate or crisis, crying out for the mother is like the most saddest thing. And that was like the thing that's happening. I was like, oh god, this is
0: so sad. It's like they're turning to donkeys and they're crying out for mother. Ugh. Yeah, that can really hit hard. Like in quite a couple of war movies, you'll get soldiers who are on their deathbeds crying out for their mothers, and and that really does hit. And it hits us as equally here, but I just don't know why they like there are.
1: It's so the most messed up thing. <laughs>
0: So there's 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 the kind of three characters who just kind of get away with all their evil doings. There's the guy oh. who has all of the donkeys. There's also Stromboli who tries to lock Pinocchio or or succeeds in locking Pinocchio up in a cage after he's like a performer. And there's also Honest John. Is that his name? Yeah, Honest John. Honest John, who? I just love how Pinocchio is like, oh, honest, John. Yeah, obviously. You're so honest. I'm going to just be an actor with you. Of course. Like, brilliant. The wide-eyed way that Pinocchio sees the world. But all three of these characters just get away with it. They don't get any comeuppance. Yeah. They don't get defeated or anything like that. They just get away with it. That also confused me with the Hays Code because usually there's going to be
1: some comeuppance for the villain or something serving. So for example, there had to be an alternative ending for vertigo yes Vertigo. Um, yeah i was, I was yeah just thinking so that. yeah and they needed that to show good morality but then in pinocchio as you just said they got away and that is like the most annoying but also sad but also why <laughs> i <laughs> mean it's about- oh, okay it's, uh, yeah it's yeah.
0: bold like no kids film these days would do that and i think that's just so like insane that they that they really went for it this film really has some like proper like raw like lessons about the world that villains will get away with it and people aren't all good and it's like damn like yeah of course it's it's stupid and people are turning into donkeys and there are fairies and whales and all like these disney like magic stuff but it's really imparting just some absolute brutal stuff it's the dark reality. It just got really sad, real quick.
1: Just because <laughs> the film was just like emotional, while it goes. They're just like, oh, wholesome. No, not the dark. Oh, big whale. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. And then, and then at the end, they managed to make it really cute and wholesome again. Like when Pinocchio becomes a real boy, and once again, they're back in Geppetto's oh. shop and they're like dancing about again. And I'm like, how did you do this? How? How did you manage to balance these tones so well? It's crazy
1: how they did that. And it's just like how they brought back the tones. It's so hard to explain, you know what I mean? Like they just brought back the tone and then just like decided nothing ever just happened. Like the the beginning and then you got the middle and then you got the end. And it's like, oh, yay, it's a wholesome ending.
0: (laughs) There's this ongoing joke. That happens quite a couple of times with Geppetto, which I think is just so funny, where Pinocchio will be like, hey, dad. And he'll be like, not now, Pinocchio, you're dead. And he's like, no, I'm alive. And he's like, no, you're dead. Lie back down. He's like, no, I'm alive. He's like, oh, you're alive. It's just (laughs) the funniest thing.
1: Yeah, that's really funny as well. And there's a really good morning joke as well, where Figaro doesn't have a strong relationship with Cleo so Geppetto tries to get them along and then you can see them like celebrating together and then at the end Figaro actually jumps in <laughs> into the ball and just kisses yes. Claire
0: and it's like celebration and it's like yes it's such a weird like only only in this film could there be a cat goldfish relationship just in the middle of it all and it's cute like they're kind of friendship and they have like you know small scenes but I think that they're very fun and cute but I will say Geppetto, he's in that first section of the film. And then you yeah. see him looking for Pinocchio for like a brief scene. And then at the end, just Pinocchio and, and Jiminy get a letter uh, that just says, by the way, your dad's in a whale. And it's like, <laughs> what? How did he get in the whale? Like, what happened? I didn't
1: know how. It, it's OK, so I don't know what was just the process was like. OK, so Pinocchio might be somewhere out in, I don't know, beyond the village or somewhere. Or he's in the ocean. That is a weird choice. Like a bird just decides to drop down a
0: letter and say, hey. I'm going to guess that the bird was like working for the fairy or something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because there was a light and then the light turned into a bird and jumped there. Yeah. Letter. Yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that one thing that the Disney live-action remakes like to do is they they like to add. Just an extra hour of content that explains plot holes. So, for example, in Beauty and the Beast, they add this whole subplot with Belle's mom. In Aladdin, they add the whole subplot of the other prince. In Mulan, which we talked about on the podcast and remains oh, to this yeah. day, our most viewed video. But in Mulan, they added the whole thing where like she has like superpowers. And I think, especially because they cast tom hanks as geppetto in the new one we're gonna see it we're gonna see like geppetto's whole thing they're gonna add that whole like journey and we're gonna see how he got into that whale i'm i'm sure of it yes
1: and then the cat how are they gonna do the cat though and
0: in, in
1: the goldfish
0: i i think it's gonna be cgi unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> oh okay god okay. damn it yeah. unfortunately <laughs> i mean like I do think there's such an innocence to the way this film looks and sounds, the songs oh, this, and the music. Oh,
1: sounds! I was about to go into that. I was like, oh, the sounds, like every action or every move or when the mood changes or anything, it's just like amazing how they put so much detail, like, you know, Pinocchio could run somewhere and then the music just like, or violence is like, you know, rising up tension, like just running around. It's like so much detail into it with the music.
0: Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of like actual songs, but I think the songs are nice and and fun. And there's this whole, I've got no strings song, which like, oh my God, it's just, so it starts out with Pinocchio, you know, I'm sure people listening know the song, but he's singing like, you know, he's got no strings and he walked down the stairs and blah, blah, blah. And then you get all these other kinds of puppets there's a lot of stuff going on. I couldn't even like tell. There's like milkmaids and then there's like dancers and then there's like Russian dancers. Point being is that they just, they do this whole sequence where Pinocchio is getting like tied up in the strings and the dancers are spinning around and it, it's so much. And what I noticed is there's not a lot of sound effects like in terms of like the foley when characters walk down like like a road you don't really like hear unless it's like something really important and i think that that that's like it makes some of those like big movements like when somebody gets hit by a mallet or when pinocchio falls over it makes those things you know feel like kind of it gives it a little bit of a magic i really can't explain it but maybe it's nostalgia, but like the, the Disney films, the, the, just the way that they're crafted, it, it, it feels like just really wholesome.
1: Yeah, it was like scrubbing temptations because early in the film, I don't know who said, but like Jimmy Cricket said there are temptations in the world. And there's a whole scene with all the boys in Pleasure Island smoking, drinking alcohol, gambling or anything. And it was a clear message for that. I don't know why it was this shown to an audience like this. It was like, oh, what wholesome film, and then just shows
0: up like smoking, gambling, and alcoholism. And... Yeah, I love how that's that's the first thing that the boys do. It's like, welcome to Pleasure Island, and all the boys are like, yeah, get the drinks out, get the smokes. We're gonna we're gonna raise this place to the ground. Like, they don't they don't even think twice. They just start smashing stuff up, and then they become donkeys. And it's like, well, that's your comeuppance, I guess
1: yeah and that's a really dark reality really like that yeah because one of the characters oh yeah it was jimmy cricket who said they'll make a jackass out of them it was showing a clear message with how you know smoking or alcoholism gambling will take you to like a very dark turn in life and they are tempted and then they are completely taken away but in this film it's just so sad (laughs) like they turn into donkeys. Yeah.
0: yeah, we have to reiterate, in case you missed it, they turn into donkeys. I, it, we're not joking. They turn into is, donkeys.
1: If you have not seen this insane. film, it's just like, how did he think of this? At
0: an early point when I watched the film, I thought they were going to get
1: kicked out or anything else.
0: When the, the wrangler, for, for lack of a better term, gets all the donkeys and he puts them in crates, the crates are like, sell to the circus, like go to the mines. And it's like, damn, like they're really going for it. And it's just so like, terrifying. It really makes, you know, stranger danger. It really capitalizes on how scary that is when you're a kid. Like the concept of somebody just finding you on a street and just taking you, and coercing you into going. Like, Pinocchio is just persuaded to go, because he's young and impressionable. But the reality is is that it's just scary. But at the same time, I really respect that the film did that, and I just wish that it had wrapped up those plot lines at all. Like, in my head, those kids die. Oh my god, yeah. And hopefully
1: they'll do something about it in the modern, because it is just so sad. Like, they just left there, and then Pinocchio is like, let's go! And then, just, he just leaves them.
0: <laughs> I think I have a feeling that the the modern version will do a kind of Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, not exactly. But they're going to, they'll free the slaves, right? (laughs) I don't think it's going to be the same as Indiana Jones, where they beat everyone up. But through some sense of shenanigans, they're going to free the slaves in some capacity. Because, I don't know, like, if you had a kid, would you show this to your kid? That's really hard to think, because it's got a good message.
1: But I just don't want to traumatise the kid. (laughs) Like with the donkeys, I'm like, no, that's good. Like a 50-50 chance of that kid might come out really nice. Or... You know, thought about the message or come out really traumatized. Like, I just came out like, hey, it's a wholesome film. And then I <laughs> thought about the donkeys ever since. And it came back.
0: Well, well, when I was young, I was scared of, like, Coraline, which is, oh, like, Coraline. okay, great film, but there's a lot of, like, traumatizing stuff when you're a kid. I don't know how I watched Coraline, and I was like, oh, terrifying. And I watched Pinocchio, and I was like, yeah, cool. Not that it's a little bit scary, but it's fine. Like, how... Okay, here's my his thing. I can't bring
1: myself to watch Caroline. It's just so visually disturbing to me. It's just <laughs> like, yeah, no. I've always no, been okay. scared of that ending. I haven't watched it for years. The ending. There's a terrible end. Oh, no, okay. I'm not gonna watch it. Sorry. No, that's not gonna be on my bucket list. No, no, no. Fair no, no.
0: It's probably not as traumatizing as Pinocchio, though, because my God, I'm gonna be thinking about this for a long time. I'm having oh, nightmares.
1: God. Oh, Tom, Tom, I just thought about something. Not. what if they're going to recreate that
0: scene right turn into donkeys oh they definitely like if the donkeys it isn't will. in the live action film i don't know what the point is the whole like donkey bit is so important you know to it, pinocchio. Is, it is and i like th- there's interesting things like the most famous thing about pinocchio arguably is his nose growing when he lies right but yeah. that only happens once uh, yeah Why is that so iconically
1: made? You know what I mean? Like, it's not explored throughout the film. I thought that it happened
0: a lot more than just once, you know? Yeah,
1: I don't know why. I thought there'd be a lot more
0: scenes with him lying, but no. Yeah, and I like how every time the scapegoat is the fairy. It's like, oh no, I'm trapped. Oh, fairy, come and save me. Or like, oh, I'm dead. Oh, fairy, come and save me. And I want to know, what is the fairy's agenda? The fairy wants to like give geppetto something good because he gives people good stuff so you know like wants to give geppetto something in in return but like ends up just helping out like quite a bit like what is this fairy like what's 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 their deal i don't know
1: (laughs) we'll never know
0: i I don't know really (laughs) i feel like there is room to expand as you said about like wrapping up these plot lines and you know like talking about where geppetto how he gets into the whale i feel like that's what i would like the live action film to expand upon however i don't think it needs a whole lot of time and i have a feeling that the live action film is going to be like two hours long when it doesn't need to be
1: yeah i i feel like they're going to add in
0: like a point of scene
1: you know it'd be great in the trailer we saw for Guillermo de toro's version of pinocchio oh yes uh- that looks incredible by the way it does and there's a lot more emotion to it like you can see with geppetto and pinocchio and i feel like this is going to be a really emotional version of, of the story i haven't watched the trailer for the modern 2022 version of pinocchio like me trailer? there is a so. trailer there is a trailer but i haven't seen it i'll go in blind i'll go in blind actually that's That's going to be really interesting. Uh, I'll go Yeah.
0: Yeah. But we seem to be, like, definitely, hey, like, comment below or email us if you want to see us do Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio because, hell, I'd love to do it. That sounds great. But what I'm kind of curious about is why are we getting so many Pinocchio films? So we got the Disney make. We've got the Guillermo del Toro one. We also had Pinocchio, a true story earlier this year. And, Wait, what? And, and there was an Italian version with Roberto Benigni as well, like like a year or so Wait, ago. Wait, why do you remember a live action version of Pinocchio? Like, it was
1: so terrifying. I'm I like, know, that's the,
0: that's, that's the Italian one with Roberto Benigni.
1: Yes, why is that so terrifying? <laughs> I was watching
0: it. I think what we've learned is that Pinocchio is destined to be terrifying. There is no universe where Pinocchio isn't scary. Apart from Guillermo del Toro, this all looks incredible. By the way, it does look incredible, but I wouldn't put it past Guillermo del Toro to to have oh, something yeah. it's really Oh yeah, Guillermo creepy. del
1: Toro, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs>
0: he could. Him. He could well. He could. He could well put something terrifying in there. Of course he will. The donkeys. Anyway, <laughs> um... <laughs> it's all about the donkeys. I just want to oh. say, the final thing that I have to say is Jiminy Cricket is what a guy. Like I, I oh, love him. What a guy? He's what? he's he's funny. He's a little bit horny, and he just like oh yeah. He 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 is so loyal, and I love when he gets the badge at the end. It's just uh, cute, yeah. and his and his voice is so welcoming and warm. I just think he's a great. He's he's just a what a guy, what a guy, what what a guy, what what a Chad trying to
1: protect Pinocchio from the dark stuff, but he also fair, but also being the conscience as well. Isn't you, McGregor? playing as Jiminy Cricket in the Gilmo
0: Doros? D- D- I think one. he is, which is perfect casting, let's be honest. Ah uh, ah
1: uh, I can't wait to hear the voice just like coming in, just like being the narrator and then helping. Mm. Oh that's yeah, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be cool. But who's gonna be Jiminy Cricket in
0: the 22? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that's a good question. I can have a look at that now. It's Joseph Gordon Levitt. no yeah.
1: What? Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can <laughs> I can get around this, yeah. Sure. Why not? Why, sure. why not? He's... He the legend himself.
0: Jules... <laughs> Jules <laughs> the, the man, the myth, the legend. We should use his real name, Robin. <laughs> anyway. Robin, yes, <laughs> anyway. The, the greatest um, plot
1: twist of all time. Don't
0: don't Robin. even get me, out <laughs> <laughs> you should use your real name I like that name Robin That's Robin. the worst thing wow. That's the worst That's the worst thing The Dark Knight trilogy did Oh my god Anyway I, um, I, I, I bet the Brothers Decided to Get him Get Chris Finn On And say Please 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 Chris Chris please We need a spin-off
1: We need We need You know Sidekick And like Fine Okay
0: Robin Anyway Yes Pinocchio Yeah Pinocchio 1940, what are you going to give it out of 10? An eight? Yeah, I'll go over seven. It's, It's pretty good. It holds up quite well. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Will the live action reboot hold up just as well? We'll see next week, which is what we're going to be covering. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed it, give it a thumbs up and give us a five-star review on Spotify. And give us a follow or a subscribe, depending on where you're listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Alstein Film Pod. And give us an email. Tell us your thoughts on Pinocchio, the new one and the old one. And ask us any questions about anything, and we will reply to them right here on the podcast. And you can send us that at Pod at gmail.com. We have less than a minute until the Zoom call ends. Good luck, John.
1: All right. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Uh, be safe, be good. Learn everything from this film. It's so dark, and um, yeah, um, take what you're given. Give you nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.